This is Jones Financial Talk with Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Nick provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Jones Financial Talk with your host, Nick Jones. Well, hello and welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. My name is Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Listeners, if you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, please give us a call at 541-773-9567 or visit us online at jonesfinancialtalk.com. And as always, when you're on our website, click on the radio page to check out our past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And and as always, please don't hesitate to reach out to us with any questions or to set up a face-to-face meeting. Now, listeners, divorce is one of the most difficult things a person can go through, in my opinion. The emotional turmoil for yourself, as well as any children you may have or other family members, can just be excruciating. As... If all of those things weren't hard enough, the divorce process can also be made even more unpleasant by various financial issues. Battles over assets, which can include real estate, property, money, and even investments. And so we're going to talk about that today. Our topic of today's show is retirement strategies after a divorce. But before we start, I'd like to introduce my co-host, Tony Shore. How are you doing, my friend? Oh, I am doing great, Nick. Thanks for having me on the show. And it's just, I'm excited to be here. It's great. Uh, I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, An important topic, not always something we want to talk about, but uh, a lot of people out there have to deal with this. So I'm glad you brought this one to our attention. Now, I've had a great week. It's been crazy busy, but again, I'm enjoying fall. How about you? What have you been up to? Started to get some nice rain in the Rogue Valley. It's been beautiful. You know, the smoke is gone and the leaves are changing. Um, Just what a beautiful time of year here. Wow, that's nice. Yeah. And you're keeping busy at the office. I know you've been meeting with a lot of clients and people there. Definitely. Definitely. As always, you know, um, love to get in front of our clients uh, on a daily basis. And we have uh, continuously done that, obviously, through this nice fall season. That's awesome. Well, you know, the show today, you know, it's kind of a heavy subject, but I think it's going to be valuable. I mean, chances are, even if you haven't gone through a divorce yourself, I myself have not, uh, but probably someone you're close to has. And we all know the toll it can take on people out there, right? And and then, uh, you know, if you throw in finances, you throw that into the mix, well, the whole process just becomes that much harder, doesn't it? Well, for sure. And, you know, Tony, as you can probably imagine, you know, during the divorce process, pensions and retirement accounts are often at the top of both spouses' wish lists, you know, for what they want to walk away with from from the divorce. And, you know, if one of the spouses hasn't had a career or didn't contribute to a retirement plan as part of the couple's strategy, then the pressure can be, you know, even heightened further um, as a result of that. And so, you know, when we think about, you know, how to protect your retirement after a divorce, crafting a workable plan for both spouses beforehand is possibly the best first step you can take. Um, That might sound a little weird, you know, because when you're planning a wedding or you're in the early days of your union, I mean, few people are going to think about and want to bring up um, the possibility of a future divorce. But 
let's face it, it, it is possible and it's something that needs to be discussed, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that. And there isn't much that lasts forever these days. And and for millions of people, unfortunately, that can include marriage. Uh, but what does this kind of agreement uh, look like? Well, as much as anything, Tony, you know, uh, it comes down to open and consistent communication, first and foremost. And you and your spouse should sit down together uh, to examine your assets. And from there, you should come up with a plan that would divide those assets in a way that you can both live with. And, you know, remember, neither spouse is likely to get everything that they want. So give and take is essential. Uh, obviously, this process should include, you know, a keen examination of any and all retirement accounts. And additionally, uh, an agreement hammered out only between you and your spouse may not hold up in court if your divorce process becomes more hostile. So uh, therefore, um, I think it's very, very wise um, you know, to move uh, to work with uh, an attorney or a financial services professional uh, to help you come up with a plan that you can both live with and that will also survive the legal process. Um, that's one of the main things. You know, there's just so many legal implications of divorce and we want to make sure we handle those appropriately. Right. And, and I think the key is not only working with an attorney, but also both an attorney and a financial services professional like yourself. Uh, because finances are involved. And uh, along those same lines, uh, I think it, it seems to me at least it would be really important to understand the rules that govern your retirement accounts that you have. Because in some cases, those rules require you to spell out how assets would be divided in case of divorce. So uh, we all have retirement accounts pretty much these days. I think everyone probably has a 401k, an IRA, a 403b, something like that, right? Well, for sure. And, and you are exactly correct. Um, those specific accounts should be listed in and clearly defined in any divorce settlement agreement to help divide assets properly. Um, let me just give you an example that actually is here in the state of Oregon. You know, the thrift savings plan, um, which is a defined contribution plan available to most federal employees and military personnel is a, is a perfect example of that. And it mandates that a strategy for the plan's assets, um, you know, be clearly defined and labeled as TSP balance in any divorce process. And so, you know, an informal uh, agreement between two divorcing spouses isn't legally binding enough for a rollover in, in many situations. Um, the divorce decree must specifically state along the lines, you know, that the spouse is entitled to, you know, X number percent of the account holder's TSP balance. And if it doesn't make this statement exact the way that I just discussed it, the account holder spouse doesn't have the right to receive a dime, no matter what other uh, agreement, um, you know, may be in place. And so wow. those specific implications, you know, about how, you know, um, to, to make sure the wording's correct is, is huge when you're going through this. Yeah. Wow. Uh, what about when there's debt in, in a retirement yeah. plan or, or debt involved? And, and, uh, and that does come up a lot. That's a great question, you know, and um, though it's, it can vary from state to state, debt um, that's sitting in a retirement account can be considered a joint obligation. Okay. And so let's take a step back for a second and provide an example of how, um, you know, you can have debt in your retirement account. Uh, for example, um, if the policy holding spouse took out a $100,000 loan from their $200,000 401k, let's say, a 50-50 split is, is likely to be calculated for the remaining balance in the plan. The only potential wrinkle to this is if the divorce decree spells out that the $100,000 loan 
must be repaid before the division occurs because mm. there's there's other tax implications that happen as a result of that if you can't pay it back, okay? Well, yeah, I bet there are implications. So um, I would say it sounds like a substantial wrinkle there. Uh, and before we dive deeper into this topic, uh, let's take a quick break here. But first, Nick, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners? Well, yeah, Tony, as always, listeners, I just encourage you to visit our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com or give us a call anytime at 541-773-9567 to discuss how our team might be able to help answer any questions you have about any topics as they pertain to retirement planning or Medicare planning. It's that time of the year right now. Um, so please, please take us up on, uh, on that offer. All right. That sounds great. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Jones Financial Talk and our host, Nick Jones, right after this. There was a time when quality service was epitomized by face-to-face -face personalized attention, but technology has changed the world dramatically. These days, access to 24-7 online service has become equally, if not more important. That is why we offer an online platform that makes managing your finances easier while putting powerful tools at your fingertips. Generational Vault allows you to consolidate your financial life into one place where you can organize, manage, and track your accounts, upload important documents, and view your financial information. All data is secured with an SSL certificate that uses a 2048-bit public encryption key, one of the strongest available to ensure your financial life is kept protected. Whether you are in retirement or preparing for it, Generational Vault can be your new financial home. To learn more about this virtual safe deposit box, visit jonesfinancialtalk.com. Welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. My name is Nick Jones from Jones & Associates. Listeners, if you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, please give us a call at 541-773-9567 or check us out on our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. And if you're interested in previous radio shows, please check on our or click on our radio page to check out all the past shows and even subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now, listeners, during our show today, we've been looking at how you may need to adjust your retirement strategy in the wake of a divorce. And Unfortunately, this is a topic that does come up often in financial planning, and so let's dive into that a little bit more. Well, right, and, and as we mentioned in the first segment, this probably isn't the most uh, fun of topics, but the fact is divorce is a reality for millions of Americans, and that makes it important. It's a vital topic to address. What do you have next for us, Nick? Well, Tony, I think the, the best place for us to start this segment is to take a look at pensions. And, you know, Generally, the division of individual retirement accounts, um, or as we are more commonly referred to them as, you know, IRAs, is, is a pretty simple process. Now, specifically, a divorce decree or uh, a quadro, also standing for a qualified domestic relations order, is used to transfer balances from one spouse to another. Um, and that's a very, very simple kind of rollover that happens. Though the division of retirement funds is ultimately going to be set up by a court order, um, and um, there are a number of factors that play into deciding how monthly benefits are split between spouses for pensions. And so, as you've probably already guessed, you know, any pension money that was earned during the marriage 
is most often considered joint property and therefore, you know, most likely subject to division during a divorce. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, And again, this is, this is good information to have. I know from our previous discussions on pensions, uh, many of them have survivor benefits. How does uh, a planned survivor benefits factor into that divorce process then? Yeah, very, very, very important question there. You know, in, in some cases, the non-working spouse may choose to keep the survivor benefit that they've been, you know, designated to receive. Um, in, in other scenarios, though, the, the monthly benefit can be divided between the non-working spouse and the account holder with the survivor benefit, you know, retained waived or even transferred, depending on the language that's written in the divorce agreement. And so that's another very, very vital topic to discuss. And so this is an area where the non-working spouse is really going to want to do their homework because um, they may be better off waiving that survivor benefit in exchange for the working spouse, you know, purchasing a life insurance policy that names them as the beneficiary, for instance. And this would be especially true if the retirement account survivor benefit vanishes if the non-working spouse remarries uh, before they reach a certain age, which is written into many, many plans. Yeah. Yeah, I know it is. And and, uh, that's, that's, again, this is really important. And I'm glad you're here to answer these questions. Uh, you know, uh, it's really a lot to take in. Uh, maybe walk us through some of the general financial steps that we're going to need to take if we're going through a divorce. Well, sure. And, and you know, you're right that it's a lot to take in, uh, Tony. And, you know, but like with so many other parts of our personal finances, you know, just a deep breath, a calm mind and a strong strategy can make all the difference. And that's why we're discussing it today. And you know, earlier in our show, we talked about homework. And so let's circle back to that for a few minutes. Um, you know, when you're dealing with a divorce, it's it's critical to have a grasp on the rules about how your various accounts will be divided. And remember, the non-participating or non-owner spouse is entitled to all of the information regarding the retirement plans and the account balances. And additionally, you should note that rules about dividing pensions or other retirement assets are different from state to state for sure, okay? And so your divorce in Oregon may look very, very different than a friend or family member's divorce that lives in Florida, for instance. And and so that's why it's very, very important to make sure that you talk to a financial advisor that um, has the ability to have clients in all 50 states so that they understand the differences in state law. Yeah. Yeah. And it does vary state to state. I'm glad you pointed that out. Uh, that's something that uh, a lot of people aren't thinking about. Uh, but you want to keep that in mind. And, you know, we've talked about uh, a lot now, and again, it's a lot to take in, but it makes a lot of sense. Another thing you mentioned earlier in the show is relying on professionals to help you through this process. And that's probably something that can't be overemphasized when it comes to dealing with the financial aspects of divorce. Well, well, exactly. And, you know, we think of this as, you know, why would you want to go through something as difficult and unpleasant as a divorce uh, and that whole process alone if, if you don't have to? If, you, if you've got some good resources and can get some great advice from others, you might as well take them up on that. Because, you know, divorcing spouses who don't have a deep understanding of the many divorce rules and laws can end up losing out on some significant things and benefits that they were entitled to. And so the point here is why risk it? You know, um, if you work with an expert, 
um, and, and somebody that, that talks with clients about this every single day, it's just going to ensure that both spouses don't overlook anything during the process and uh, make sure that you look out for your own interests for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're not just talking about uh, attorneys here, right? Well, and, and, and that is a great point. You know, I mean, you can cur- obviously want to sit down with an attorney at some point, but um, if you're not currently working with a financial services professional, I'd strongly, you know, urge you to do so because a seasoned financial services pro, you know, has undoubtedly worked with many clients who have gone through the divorce process. Um, and, and that understanding of the divorce process as it relates to your personal finances, you know, in combination with the fact that um, they already have a deep understanding of financial rules and regulations um, may make them a very, very valuable person to have in your corner. And, and uh, I know that that's um, something that many of our clients um, have appreciated when they've had to go through tough times uh, in their own lives, um, you know, for us. And so I just encourage you definitely to, to seek some help out. Sure. Yeah. And I imagine this is something that you've had to deal with quite a bit uh, because uh, divorce, again, it's fairly prevalent out there. It's it's pretty common. And so you've helped people with their finances uh, who are getting divorced, right? Oh, definitely. You know, it makes me think, actually, when I first started in this business about 18 years ago, uh, a mentor that I had that was helping helping me, you know, learn a little bit about the business said, you know, you're going to spend most of your career trying to help people, you know, grow their assets. And I said, yeah, that's, that, that's correct. And he said, but I'll tell you what, it's really how they hold on to them. And he said, you know, the number one thing that I've dealt with in my career is when people go through divorces, they lose half of their assets. And yep. so if you, if you don't think about that in that way, um, as a consideration of something that could happen one day, your complete retirement plan could just be completely thrown off, right? Yeah, um, completely derailed. I- exactly. Yeah. And so that's just why it's so important to, you know, from the beginning points that we made, think about the fact that that could be a reality. I'm not saying it is sure. for everybody, but sure. it could be, right? And so that's just important. Right. Yeah. Oh, it is. That's huge. Well, you know what? Our time is up for this segment, Nick. We'll have to pick this back up after the break. You want to add anything before the break? Well, that's perfect. Great idea, Tony. Yes. uh, As always, listeners, just please reach out to us if you have any concerns or want to talk to us about any of the topics, retirement planning that we talk about on the show. Um, You know, obviously you can find us in a couple of different ways, either through, um, you know, a phone at 541-773-9567, or you can visit us online at jonesfinancialtalk.com. We'll see you right after the break. In today's volatile environment, making sure your assets are properly aligned with your financial goals has never been more important. Money can go up or down in value, and it may pose a risk if it isn't properly managed to serve a specific purpose in a comprehensive plan. If you've ever thought that maybe too much of your assets were exposed to market risk, you owe it to yourself and your retirement to check out the Color of Money Risk Analysis. The first step is getting your assets aligned with your goals. At Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, we use the simple 11-question survey to help gain insight into your financial profile. Armed with your score, we can help you make decisions about your asset allocation in retirement. To learn more about this valuable self-assessment, visit us at jonesfinancialtalk.com or call us today at 541-773-9567. Welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. My name is Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Listeners, if you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, 
please give us a call at 541-773-9567 or visit us online at jonesfinancialtalk.com. And as always, while you're on our website, please click on the radio page to check out our previous shows or to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Yeah, and that's uh, that's great. Yeah, you definitely want to check that out. Um, you can watch, the, listen to the show, I should say, on any of your devices, your tablet, your phone, your computer, and that way each week when there's a new show, it'll be there for you when you want to listen if you subscribe to the show as a podcast. And they can uh, access that right through the website. Or if they just want to go to your website and listen to the show, that's jonesfinancialtalk.com. Again, uh, thanks for that, Nick. Now, today you've been talking about retirement strategies and finances after you've gone through a divorce. Uh, How do you want to kick off this final segment? Yeah, Tony. So for this last segment, I thought that we'd take a look more closely at some ways that you can stop uh, the divorce process from from wrecking havoc on your on your uh, retirement accounts and and you know there was a recent study done from the Pew Research Center that tells us that the divorce rate for people that are older than fifty has actually doubled. Tony doubled since nineteen ninety, and um, you know as you'll probably guess, a, a spouse who stayed home to raise a family while the other spouse worked. Um, you know, is at a particular financial risk during a divorce. And if you think about the timing of that, that so many more people are considering or getting divorces, you know, in their in their mid 50s. I mean, that's right before you're going to retire. And so that changes things drastically for your retirement plan, as we've talked about. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's huge. It doesn't feel like a stretch to say that divorce is probably especially difficult if you gave up a career to raise a family and therefore have little to no retirement savings of your own. So that could complicate things. And I can see that scenario playing out for some people. Yeah, that, that it definitely does, unfortunately, you know, and um, so, you know, a couple of things to think about that we were going to discuss, you know, the, the first piece of advice that I would give is to redo your budget. Okay. Because when you factor in the cost of an attorney or an, an other representation, Um, you know, with building two households instead of one, it's easy to see how your ability to save money and maintain your current standard of living um, could be very difficult. In fact, you know, a a survey uh, that I recently came across claims that one in three respondents were struggling still with their finances five years after a divorce. Wow. You know, and so that's another number that's staggering, right? And I mean, ultimately crafting a new and comprehensive budget that addresses your post-divorce reality can really help you avoid some potentially damaging mistakes. Um, you know, think about building an emergency fund and and um, keep keep moving forward uh, to to your goal of a comfortable and rewarding retirement, as we've discussed as well. Yeah, and this strikes me as another opportunity to remind our listeners: if they aren't already, they need to be working with a financial services professional and. You know, in that scenario you just provided, Nick, it's really easy to imagine someone using high-risk investments to try to play financial catch-up, and you don't want to do that. You don't want to invest emotionally or try to play catch-up like that. Uh, you need to work with a professional who is going to help you stay on track with a strategy that really suits your risk comfort level. An- another great point there, Tony. You are correct. I, I unfortunately see that a lot because as People feel like they're behind. They they take they tend to want to take more risk to try to make up for that, but that could really be damaging as well. 
Um, you know, the, the next thing that you may want to consider after divorce also is, is getting into and uh, or remaining in the labor force. Uh, because when dividing up assets, the courts are actually going to factor in the importance of the work that a spouse did um, in the home. Okay. And so, but that said, no matter how the assets are divided, a non-working spouse may need to return to work post-divorce, even if they've uh, been at home for several years. And so when choosing a position, it's important to remember that a paycheck is only part of the job's importance, right? I mean, a job may also provide the opportunity to purchase employer-sponsored health insurance and also, very importantly, increase your Social Security benefit. Yeah, you know what? I'm glad you brought up Social Security. I was just going to ask you about that myself. Well, and I think that's probably been on the mind of a lot of our listeners today. Um, Social Security is a, is a huge part of retirement. And so, you know, if you return to work after a divorce uh, and, and had a long professional break, you may want to consider delaying Social Security for as long as possible so that you can get the most out of your spousal benefits claim first. Because remember, if you were married for at least 10 years, your Social Security benefit will be determined by your ex-spouse's work history. Okay. And and so that's always a a helpful thing to remember. And this is very important. Um, You know, if you don't have a long work history uh, of your own, of your own benefits, you know, uh, because you are working in the home, then that's going to have a detrimental effect to your own benefit. Now, breaking the numbers down a bit, you know, if you begin collecting social security when you're 62, you're going to get something in the neighborhood of about 75% of your full benefit. Um, of what you would have gotten, you know, waiting to your to your full retirement age. And the full retirement age, as a reminder, is currently 66 for people that were born between the years of 1943 and 1954. So if, if you wait until 66, you'll get 100% of the benefit that you're eligible for. Now, additionally, if you postpone filing, you know, for Social Security until age 70, you drive your monthly benefit payment even higher uh, thanks to Social Security's delayed retirement credit, which is about 8% a year. So that means that retiring at 70 rather than 66, um, you know, will increase your benefit by about a third, 30, 32%. Well, yeah. And it, wow, that's that's huge, actually. Uh, that could make or break a retirement right there. And Now, unfortunately, we're out of time for the show. It flew by, Nick. Is there anything else you want to add before we go today? You know, Tony, thank you. Yeah, I, I just would really like to uh, encourage our listeners, um, if they have any questions about their financial strategy, to just visit our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com or give us a call as always. Uh, we are here to help at any time, 541-773-9567. Um, we're here to answer any questions you might have. It's our goal to help prepare you for retirement and also answer any questions that you might have um, about any of the topics that we discuss on the show. So thank you for listening again. Thank you for listening to Jones Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Nick Jones at Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Call 541-773-9567 or visit their website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. 
based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, a registered investment advisor in the state of Oregon. Insurance products and services are offered through Jones & Associates Premier Insurance Solutions. Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions and Jones & Associates Premier Insurance Solutions are affiliated companies. Nick Jones, Herstel Jones, and Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.